the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Welcome, everybody. So grateful you're joining us here today. You might be listening live on AM 1150 KKNW in the Seattle area or on Transformation Talk Radio around the world, or of course on Facebook Live on Christine Upchurch Professional page or Transformation Talk Radio page. Um, and I'm glad to have the people behind the technology. I want to say hello to Olivia TTR, who had to jump through a few hoops today. Hello, Olivia. Hello, hello. Always grateful for your your help with this. And hello, Mr. Benny. Hi there. So she's part of the uh, Three Ring Circus now. Since she's jumping through hoops, she totally gets it. That, that's true. All right. That's true. It, it happens yeah. sometimes. So uh, it's wel- I'm, wel- I'm welcome to be back here with you as well. Oh, it's so nice to, to, to <laughs> almost see you, Benny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, today we're going to be talking about breaking through societal norms, breaking through belief systems, shifting perspective uh, so you can have greater business success, greater relationship connections, and greater interconnection. And I'm really excited about our guest today um, who has done an amazing 180 degree um, direction and created great love and joy in his life. But we're going to go to a quick break, make sure that everything's, you know, is kosher here with technology and stay tuned for the other side of the 60 second break. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there. But when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back. I'm really excited about our guest today, Aaron McCormick. He's an author, an entrepreneur, an inspirational speaker, and artist whose path to success and fulfillment defies societal norms in a variety of ways and expectations in nearly every way. He was raised by a single mom on the south side of Chicago. And since the age of 23, he was one of the world's leading technology business transformation sales execs. And he earned millions and all sorts of awards and distinctions. Um, He has been honored as best of IBM uh, and he earned his MBA and, and, and he's gone on to do all sorts of amazing things. And he has courageously stood up to 
fundamentalist religious cults. Um, and he's got an interesting perspective. We're going to talk about that. But for a, 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 an entrepreneur and somebody who is kind of navigating outside of societal norms to create mm -hmm. joy and fulfillment, um, he emphasizes empathy and, and, and being an empath. So I'd like to welcome our guest today, Aaron McCormick. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Hello, Christine. I am well. Thank you for having me. You've got a beautiful book here. I'm hoping that people can see it. It's Unbounded Journey to Your Within. Um, it may be backwards on a screen. I don't know. But um, it's a fascinating story. So let's go back quite a ways to your childhood. And because you made it an amazing sort of about face from where you, you came from. Um, tell us a little bit about your past and why you chose to shift gears. Well, I was, you know, as you mentioned in the bio, I was raised by a single mom. I've got four, three older siblings raised on the South side of Chicago. Um, I, um, you know, there were a lot of external, environmental, societal, whatever, all the different uh, descriptors we can give to it, pressures or expectations of what to be, how to be it, not just secularly, but just who you are, how you're animated, you know, you're, and this is true for all of us. We're, we're not, I don't want to say scripted, but sort of, we're molded into ideals, which are also versions of, or types of form. It's a form to look in the form I am, to be my complexion and my build and all this. It's also a form to be masculine or to be feminine, so to speak, or to be uh, good or bad or promiscuous or just whatever. There's all these different things that are shaping us and, and we all have them. In my case, there was all the things that were systemic to the particular area I was in. And in other, other people have them according to the area that they're in. And as sure. you're alluding to, ending up in technology where uh, very few blacks are in the first place. In fact, it's kind of devoid of blacks and Mexicans, right? It's usually, it's, it's either predominantly white, particularly on the business side, sales side, because you're communicating and selling to people that are also typically white. The senior most leaders are white, usually males. So uh, Mexican and say black and even women, say white women, for example, even though they're not a racial minority, were rare because you're not matching the norm that you're selling to. But the point is, how did I end up on a path that is completely outside of the scope of what my you know, in social societal environment implicated I should be doing was entirely uncalculated necessarily here. It was really a strong, um, because I had no basis to prove that I could be any level of success oh. in this space, which is why I say it didn't come from here because that's where reasoning right. happened. It came from following things within. And there's, there's a series of dots that I connected about me that uh, had me make small decisions that supported alignment here and, this, and the journey kind of unfolded. It was not planned. I didn't expect it. I had a modest goal of making like 50K. Like I remember as being 12, 14 years old, if I can make 50 grand a year, like I'm a very young child. When any men came around the family, I'd want to know, what do you do for a living? How did you get to do that? I was very concerned about what I would end up doing because I didn't want to be struggling as my mom largely did. I wanted to be able to be a strong provider. And, uh, and they would always tell me, 
you're gonna be fine. And that, that would always frustrate me because I'm like, that's not a guarantee. But they could see something in me that my focus, my desire to learn to absorb what they didn't. And that was a good assumption that I would probably do okay. What they didn't quite realize was how ultimately aligned I would be with the heart space more so than even the mind, because that I believe is what ultimately creates all of our ultimate success or our greatest success. And I don't just mean money. I mean, success as in the purpose yeah. of your life, as in fulfillment, joy, all that sort of stuff. So let's just pause for a second and, and go back to this in sales. And you're saying it's a lot less from here than here. Um, I think that our image of salespeople is often, um, you know, very cerebral, maybe even some manipulation. Yeah. Um, there's, there's this negative connotation with this, this notion of being a salesman. Right. Why is it important to kind of shift the way you work within sales? Well, I mean, that connotation is there for a reason there, because there's a lot of salespeople that are motivated that way. I mean, when you are doing a job that your direct level of effort or input changes the income normal jobs or other jobs whatever you do doesn't matter on the job within that eight hour span your income's the same right. so because you can throttle the income therein comes greed or therein comes a push the manipulation whatever it takes to get that number higher to make more money and people have made money that way but i really believe and i've learned that they're also abandoning a huge part of themselves and I talk about in the book, our original nature as toddlers, how, yeah, we want to experience whatever we're here to experience. We're here for joy. You know, toddlers are expanding. They're meaning they're always looking to learn more. They're touching everything They're They want to be happy and they don't want to be, you know, corralled or held down. They want their independence. The second Absolutely. thing that they want though is to touch others, right? They're like very intuitive in that respect, very empathic where when like another toddler is crying, they would like freeze. You can see this phenomenon on almost any little playground or sandbox. Yeah. They freeze. They're like, what's this? They're not happy with the energy of this other toddler crying. So they're looking at you like, what, what is going on? They'll go and they'll relinquish their toy. They'll do whatever it takes to console. So the second yeah. reason we're here outside of whatever our purpose personally is, which is our unique versions of joy, the things that mm -hmm. particularly give up, because that's what makes us individuals. But the overarching purpose of joy is, is universal. The next thing is to nurture, to help. And to, and so as I'm aware, yeah, I want to make money, of course. Yeah, I want to sell some stuff, yes. But right closely second to that is there's another person I'm interacting with. It's not a corporation, it's a person. And that person has a disposition on the topic. They have a problem. They have things they like. They have preferences. They have, And it's not my job to go in there and at all costs get my end result. My actual job is to help them help themselves. I'm not the savior. They're the ones that have to acknowledge and I've already said, I wanna make this better. Or I wanna improve. So I'm not this godsend. They're in a process of helping themselves. So the best thing I can do is align with, understand and have a, a finite focus on how do I help them? And then the next audience. So it could be a CEO I'm talking to first and I get in the energy of the CEO, I become the CEO. Even before I cold call or send an email, I communicate with them as if I'm in their shoes, which allows me to not be communicating from my own disposition, 
which is what made me extremely effective at getting meetings at the highest level because I communicate unlike the typical salesperson who's after their own agenda. And then when I go down to the director, same thing, I'm, I literally become them. And then I go to the, to the worker who's using the application. I become them. And as them, I want my life and experience better. So I communicate with them and inquire and learn things that will expose ways that I can actually help them help themselves. So without question, my being a prodigy, if you will, in sales, like we all are prodigies of something. The, the issue is we don't usually know what it is because we got all these other finders, as I call them, or forms, ideals, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, priorities. Like in your case, you're going down the path of being a statistician. It makes money. It's, 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 you know, it's in the mind. It tells you that you're smart or it, all of us are shaped in various ways. And then we realize, okay, but this is a bit stronger <laughs> and this yeah. is what should be in the driver's seat. And so I just tended to integrate those a, a bit more than typical at a young age, hence I was very successful. But if any of us were closer to the target of our true essence, we will be that much more successful at it. And the closer we get to the target, which is where, okay, I'm helping people, I'm empathetic, I'm solving problems, I'm being analytical in sales and in entrepreneurship, I form companies. But what really is inside of me is ultimately the help aspect. It is the interaction, it is the growth of myself in cause and effect and energy and, and all this. And it's also seeing people realize their greatest breakthroughs by themselves. So that's caused me to shift and also become more artistic or formless. Now I'm this nebulous thing. It's like, okay, uh, so there's a book out there and, you know, I'm, I, I do, uh, you know, webinars and I do group coaching um, and all that sort of stuff. You just said so much that I'd love to unpack and, and, you know, I, I've heard from um, heart-centered salespeople before talking about how you, you come from this place of love and you and come from this place of service. But you sounds like you take it a step further. And I want to know a little bit more about um, how you kind of energetically put yourself in that person's shoes. So an example, um, especially in the industry I, I was in. So it's big ticket, multi-million dollar applications that automate some aspect of the business or the core of the business, whether it is how a telephone company takes your money and turns on your service and all the steps in between. So stuff like that, whether it's e-commerce and supply chain, how stuff goes from you ordering on the website to not just showing up at your door, but allowing you to return it at a local store. People don't realize that's very complex. The notion of buying from the internet presence and returning it to a store presence, that has huge ramifications and challenges. It's, it's five to $10 million for a a big retailer to be able to pull that off. And it's year, a year or more to implement it. So the point is, as I'm selling things like that, and I'm thinking about talking to a CIO, chief information officer, who's uh -huh. over technology, or a COO, chief operating officer, he's in charge of the efficiency of the entire company across all these departments. First thing I'm aware of is he's got a crap ton of email <laughs> from his own company. That's, that's stacking his mailbox. And there are warm emails. They're, these are people I work with, I care about, that I'm trying to work on the same team with. Then I also have a huge ton of cold emails from people vying for my time. They, those are considered interruptions. So right off the bat, I'm aware that whether it's an email I send or a phone call, I am interrupting their day, their priority, and their mission, which is already highly stressful. That's why I get paid the big bucks. 
So that alone puts me in a place of be extremely short, be extremely to the point, focus on the differentiation, the opportunity that we might provide and cover as much in as short a period. So in other words, if I if this company is Dell or some huge company, that executive has huge budget. They probably have all kinds of tools. So if I don't acknowledge that they've got tools, they probably have tools that do these things and uh -huh. here's where we fit in, then I immediately am tuned out because the executive is gonna be thinking, I got that, I'm good. You know, I've got all these, prefer I got a whole team under me, they deal with that. So I have to I have to sit in their shoes and know what is probably already in place. So first there's a short introduction of who I am and the types of companies we help and what people like him probably already have. And yet here is uh, where we plug in and add incremental value despite having all these other things in place. Here's the incremental value and what it does for you and your clients. And that's in all of maybe three lines. So from there, their energy already, just in seeing the email is, this is a peer. Because peers of him or her are so busy, they don't write long emails unless they have to. <laughs> they, their communication is distinct. So when an email comes in and it looks like the way I communicate, I'm, I'm being mirrored. I'm more inclined to, to respect it and read it versus the sales rep that says, okay, I got to tell my story. <laughs> I got to give a brochure. So you un unload this whole long thing and that immediately resi results in a delete. So that's just, all I just said was in the small sliver of the context of sending a cold email. This applies to all of the meetings. It applies to a phone call, a voicemail. It applies to how I interact with them. It's always, what is the, the delta, the incremental value that we may provide? That's the other big thing, Christine. It was never what I know we can do. It was a simple awareness of this is what we've done in similar circumstances for similar companies. We don't know if we can do it for you because you guys are the experts and you've created all kinds of uh, processes, methods and procedures that are very sophisticated. And maybe this little thing out of the box won't add value to your business because you guys have ingeniously created things. That, that already take care of that. So I don't come in very assumptive either. That's the other key. And I think that's so important. It's, it's interesting because um, I mentor people for um, being interview guests. And one of the things I say is the three words I don't know are three of the most powerful, powerful words you can use in an interview because it shows hu hu you know, humility. It shows that um, Although there's lots of things you know that you're being honest about what you don't know, and so I love I love that with you yes. know that's saying you know we may be able to help you as opposed to the hard sale of oh we can absolutely do this so that that's great um, and you know one of the other things you talked about was being of service and one of the things that I learned over the years as a healer is that the the less attached I was to whether or not somebody wanted to come in to see me the more people shut up at my door, you know? And, and, and so talk a little bit about that attachment. Uh, that's so true. That's such a profound thing. And that can be applied as you already alluded to across a lot of stuff, especially business. Um, because energy uh, doesn't always work in your favor. You know, just like they say, if you, the, the focus also repels. The push yes. is pushing. It's exactly what it's doing. So you think you're pushing a sale and actually you're pushing the sale. You're actually pushing it. 
So, I mean, again, uh, I mean, you, you encapsulated it so very well. Like um, when I go into a meeting, you know, it's 15 people from the client, there's four from my team and I'm the quarterback and I'm opening a meeting and I am detached. I am fluid because I know I am not the, the, the creator of the sale. I'm an orchestrator. I'm the orchestrator, but they create the music. So the sale is actually them. So, and so I don't have control over that. So as such, the, um, when a salesperson has in the back of their mind, the pressure of, will I come away with a sale? Will I make my quota, et cetera? They are not present. They are far less present. Their mind is, what's, how does this affect my outcome? How does this affect my outcome? And that energy is felt on the other side because we are all energy way before we are anything physical. Uh, physical. I mean, yes. whether it is, uh, you can have evidence of this, you think about a dog, a dog can you know, encounter two twins making the same expression and be drawn to one over the other. I mean, we, there's, there's a million examples that prove we are energy, we are felt long before our formed words and our little uh, charade goes up into play. So if you have this energy of detachment from the outcome because they're the orchestra, I mean, they are the actual symphony, if you will, and it's your mm -hmm. job to orchestrate and allow them, allow this thing to take its own uh, form, then that comes through. Um, the other piece is when you're present, you are the um, the desire to help is super pre is super visible because you are sincerely asking and probing and the vulnerability is there because you don't know what you don't know and that's right. hugely refreshing because it's the antithesis to the point you alluded to to the sales rep that comes in with a proverbial silver bullet I'm going to present to you these 54 slides and by the end of those slides you are I hope at least you conclude. I got to buy this and I got to buy it now. Uh -huh. That creates on the other side, the proverbial this, because I know what your objective is to get my uh -huh. money. Uh -huh. And I know that you probably want to get it at any cost. So therefore uh -huh. I have to do this. And what is this? This is protection, protecting my heart, so to speak. It's, uh -huh. it's protection of what could do me wrong because of your, your get your result at all costs sort of way. But once uh -huh. you see and feel that I'm not after it at all costs, you don't feel the need to protect anymore. So now you do this, figuratively speaking. Now you start sharing. And now you you create, now the orchestra, the music is playing because you're giving me, you're putting out the problems, the issues. And now you're saying, oh, the way that other company did this or did that, hey, Johnny or Joe or Susie, couldn't we do that? Next thing you know, the orchestra is playing on its own. They're collaborating with themselves on how they can fix and plug in and use this thing. And that's so much better than me going, I'm the orchestrator and I'm every single instrument. Now, all you guys watch me while I'm trying. Yeah. And they sit there looking at you like you're crazy. And, and what I love about that is it's it's not about, you know, a, a leader and somebody following. It's about collaboration. What you're right. talking about is a type of, like, I think in terms of energetics, as you can probably imagine being a healer, it's like coming together as equals and sort of, um, you know, being of service, but being in this flow that is a collaboration as opposed to like, I'm going to show you how to do something. Another way to say that is <coughs> it is an energetic 
which is a unseen formless thing. And it is also a visible, a form through animation, through words and dialogue, display of awareness of every single person's sovereignty. You are not the controller, the manipulator of it. Right. You are there to experience, to interact with, and to see if there's vibrational alignment, both in what we're talking about and in the direction we're going to go together. But I mean, it's, it's, it's very, uh, people sense when you're there to manipulate and control them. And we've resisted that since we were two years old toddlers and someone wanted to stop us from walking. I mean, that's right. <laughs> so to the extent that you really understand everyone's sovereignty, regardless of their title and role, um, then you are in the flow of the truth because that's not just like some patronization that we're talking about. It is the truth. Yeah. All of us right. are absolute sovereigns and we are, I've, life has shown me, we are way more powerful than the birth, toddler, adolescence, adult, 80, and then we die. We are, I believe that we are all one piece of energy. We all yeah. are the God force. And the irony of that seeming odd to some people that are very much intellectuals in which I am too. And we have that in common, by the way, Christine, we're both yeah. highly intellectual and highly spiritual, which is one is very much form-based of all the, uh -huh. the yeah. calculations and data and everything. And the other one is very much, it's very obviously, uh, you know, without form. But the irony is even for the very formed people that have not yet realized for themselves, the fluidity of everything, uh -huh. All religion, Christianity, all the big ones at least, Christianity, Muslim, Hinduism, Buddhism, those are the big four or so that uh, pop, that you know uh, make up the bulk of the human population. They sure. all have the same thing in common, at least one thread, and that is that God or source is energy. We are in some shape a part of it. We are one with, or we are right. an image of, we are extensions, so to speak. They all say it in different ways. But it's like they're all saying the same thing, but we don't quite take it literally necessarily that we literally okay. are uh, God, just in, incarnated in, this, in the illusion of separateness and separate forms and stuff. But we all sure. go back to one. So yeah, I mean, I, I you know where I'm not in that main train of thought when I'm in business, but I'm just naturally aware of the okay. power of every individual, and I honor it, and I'm That's there great. to help and assist. That's great. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we return, I'm going to want you to talk a little bit about um, how people can get inspired to, to follow their passion within the context of career. Also want to find out about um, how you sort of escaped religious fundamentalism. And you've got some interesting things to say about relationships and sex. So I hope we can unpack all that on the other side of the break. Stay tuned for more with the author of Unbounded, Erin McCormick. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute presence or what we think of as being fully in the moment is a key element in the process of healing work as a practitioner facilitating a session genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness in this receptive realm our senses are heightened and expanded allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment there's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 
425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change, with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on AM 1150 KKNW in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. And of course, Facebook Live. Um, Really loving my conversation today with author, entrepreneur, and inspirational speaker, um, Aaron McCormick. He's the author of Unbounded, Journey to Your Within. Now, Aaron, you talked a lot about your method within the context of sales and how you tune into energy and you're there as an orchestrator you know, as a collab i mean as um the um sort of a conductor of the orchestra as opposed to like all the instruments and how it's collaborative and it's absolutely beautiful hearing about you working in sales that way but there are a lot of people who aren't working in sales who feel like somehow they're disconnected from self in the jobs that they've chosen or the jobs they feel, you know, that they have to have. Can you offer some advice for our listeners about how to find that connection within the context of their job or to find the right job that's connected with purpose? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Most of us are um, completely misaligned in the job, Um, either completely or grossly uh, misaligned. And if, if, again, if we go back to how we were originally animated. In fact, it's, it's almost like at the, at the infancy, toddlerhood, and at the twilight years, at the bookends of life, we get uh-huh. it. We know how to pursue and go yeah. after that which really fulfills and expands. And we immediately push back on things that don't, right? There's an immediate response from a toddler. Um, right. And older people rarely are gonna go into a routine that doesn't 
align with them. They're just not living for other people anymore. They're, they're comfortable mm -hmm. in their skin. All that space in between from, you know, preteen, adolescence and adulthood, that's when we're completely lost at sea. I mean, we don't even realize it. We think we're laser focused because we have these formed ideals. I'm gonna pick a career that's in demand so that therefore I'll have money and money will bring me the happiness. And so a lot of people back into careers solely on data and maybe they use a little bit of themselves but they don't go deep enough into the self aspect. They don't do it justice. They go, okay, right. this is make a lot of money. And yeah, you know, I can get down with that, I guess. So yeah. they, it's kind of inverted. And you know, the irony of this, uh, a couple years ago, the gender reveal for our daughter went hugely viral, like tens of millions of viewers. It ended up on a corny Bob Saget show. Um, it was not intentional. It was like filmed on cell phones. It included uh -huh. a Lamborghini in our backyard. And it was, the wife had a friend blow dry one of the powders, blue or pink, into the exhaust pipe. <laughs> we didn't know what it was. And, and the Lamborghini would fart, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the smoke, right? So, so this really happened. And uh -huh. My inbox was blowing up from people at all levels, from young people to 30s, 40s, professionals, accountants, asking what they should do, how they should be doing, or, or what should they be doing that was more aligned within. And because they, you know, they, we all know what mediocrity feels like. And mediocrity, not just of income, mediocrity and fulfillment, right? I mean, like, there are a lot of people that are very rich but are depressed or on drugs or have all kind of, and, and, and that's the really bad part. Some of them are just in a mediocre existence. It's just kind of stagnant and it's, and they don't feel like they're expanding. They don't feel any joy, all these sort of things. So we know what mediocrity feels like. Well, I was being inundated with how to get out of that state, whichever version it is, gross sure. misalignment or, or, or mediocrity. And when we're starting out, we've lost the ability or the attachment or the the connection is a better term to the heart spark and the heart is connection to spirit well how do we what does all that mean well just again let's think through this for a moment we've all heard stories of people that were their physical stimulus or their upbringing is one way so they were raised in a in a nuclear family with all sorts of love and support and 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 uh, college options and encouragement and they grew up to be sort of ungrateful, maybe bullies, maybe murderers or, you know, uh, criminals, you name it. And you're like, how is that possible? Then you see the other side where someone is born into a, a, a situation of abuse, maybe mm -hmm. drug and alcohol abuse and a lot of, yeah. of, of you know, physical or a verbal berating, you're nothing, you're not going to be. And the person has very little options and they grow up to be great leaders, highly empathetic, hugely successful. You go, what is that all about? So we all have evidence, we just haven't consciously heeded it, that something actually belies everything that is physical. Because everything that's physical in those circumstances, and there's a million other examples, should have resulted in a certain outcome. So what's the point? The point is we've ended up in careers largely for physical, form-based, cause-effect, money-based reasons, and money definitely doesn't fulfill. And, and the thing is, we all think we know better before we have it, right? Everybody doesn't have money says, well, that's what you say, Mr. Rich, easy for you to say you yeah. have it. And here's what I want people to understand. You already have had it and you already have experienced it. Because when you were five or seven or 10, there were certain toys 
that were even more important to you to have in your little seven-year-old mind than uh -huh. that mansion and Lamborghini is to you now. Those toys right. were the world to you. And you thought that if you got it, you'd be, that'd be all you need. And what happened uh -huh. to them? They got old really soon, right? So they did. Yeah. Is, you've been through this journey, but you haven't applied it to, so here's the bottom line. For those of us that are misaligned, either in the mediocre state and we're seeking more internal fulfillment, joy, expansion, purpose, or those that are, that hate the job. It's like, it's really bad. You have to do the opposite. You have to realize money is not actually your purpose. You've been, you've been, we've been duped in we the have. marketing, in, in the fears of our parents, in the journey of everyone around us to believe that that's it. And, and here's how we can confirm that it's a complete smoke and mirrors entirely. And then I'll get to how you actually can get that too. So I'm not trying to say, let's all just be broke <laughs> and, right, and right. happy. No, the money comes too. But the way that you can know that it's complete smoke and mirrors is the, the fact that every billionaire will give up all their money for more time. Whether it's a more another year of life or whatever it is, give it all up. So time is something we all have the same amount of. And if billionaires will give up billions for it and you have it, you're actually a billionaire right now. Yeah. So the question is, how are you squandering your billions? Because time is worth billions. So sure. if you decided that having these trappings that money has bought you, that, that you can't lose them, and I'm talking about loss in the context of shifting a, a career, because sure. do what you love, income may drop. But the point is you're actually rich because the, the thing that's worth more than money is time. And if you're doing what you want to do with your time, your essence is higher. You are actually richer because the things are a created illusion to make you decide to swap your most valuable asset time in exchange yeah. for this high end watch or that car right. or this reputation in the eyes of others. Mm -hmm. But in reality, all you really have is your experience, the moment you have the emotion, the, the connection to family, the, the elation you get from doing something you love or helping another person. That is really what everybody has. So nobody's really richer than you. That's all an illusion. So once you realize that, you can start taking really practical steps to shift and to reprioritize and to be doing and to be living affluent, meaning using your most valuable asset time in ways that fulfill you. That's real abundance. And when you're in that space, the actual money tends to flow as well. Flow after that's yeah. where your greatest earning potential is, is when you're in alignment. Yeah. I, and I love, I love that word alignment. It says so much. Um, before we go any further, Aaron, I want to make sure that you have a chance to talk about, you know, how people can connect with you and what it is you offer, because I have a feeling our conversation is going to go to the very last minute of the show. What's your <laughs> website? Uh, unboundedbook.com. It's also AaronMcCormick.com. Okay. Uh, you can schedule a conversation with me. Uh, you can, uh, if you put in your email address, there's actually a free webinar that's going to be at the end of this month, toward the end of this month. Um, uh -huh. We're nailing down the exact date, but you'll obviously get invited to that. It's free. It's about an hour. It's going to unpack the five ways that we are in conflict with our essence. And most importantly, how do you decode your essence and get in alignment with it? So you yeah, might I love this. that one. And, and you do such a great job taking some of these esoteric concepts like, such as energy and grounding it into um, action items. 
sort of, you know, and, 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 and ways to approach life. And I, and I love that about you. Um, in your book, you're not just talking about business success or aligning with purpose as it relates to our careers. You also talk about relationships. Um, why did you sort of shift that direction as well when, when, when teaching people and mentoring people about how to live a joyful life? We're, we're social creatures. There's no getting yeah. around that. You ever go to the beach and you see this wide open space, but you see all these umbrellas packed in one little area? <laughs> we are social beings. So relationship is a huge part of why we want it to be human and what we're going to experience all the right. challenges that go along with it. Um, and the irony is for that to be something that's so important, just like food, we need human contact and relationships yes. like we need food. What's interesting though is we know way more about food and nutrition than we do relationships, by and large. I mean, everybody knows what junk food does to you. We all see yeah. it. <laughs> uh, we all <laughs> it. We get these things and we know what the good food does to you. We know it doesn't always taste so great, but we also know there are ways to make that taste good. Like many of us are damn near experts in basic nutrition. Absolutely. But nearly all of us are completely clueless when it comes to relationships. And the reason we're clueless is because we haven't realized that the relationship, just like money, is external. Mm -hmm. It is extrinsic. So by default, it is not the fulfiller. It is not the thing that is going to bring you to your ultimate place of fulfillment. Believe right. it or not, it's not. And I'm a happily married man. I've got three, two kids, one on the way. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Relationships are great, but we have, you know, inaccurately placed what only we can give to ourselves mm -hmm. in the hands and expectation of a relationship. And that sabotages everything. You know, for example, if, if you really understood that everything you've been through, it has served you and has the capacity to when you consciously realize it. That's part of connecting your dots, so to speak. In fact, Steve Jobs, somebody that people would assume is very extrinsic. Oh, he got so rich, he's a business guy. Extremely heart connected this man. And that's why he was so wildly successful. But he talked about in, in the Stanford 2005, I think commencement speech, he talks about the only thing that matters is congruency with your intuition and how important that is. So yeah. everything else stems from that. So in the relationship topic, as an empath, it's really challenging to see so many people heartbroken, struggling, staying single, or having these repetitive mm -hmm. issues, thinking it's an external issue, thinking it's men are dogs, or these women yeah. are crazy. I mean, it's on both sides. And it's sure. all these reasons, and it is 100% us, 100% uh -huh. you. <laughs> because once you realize, for just imagine this with your mind's eye, right? If you actually knew for a fact that everything serves you, your perceived success, I even call that perceived. Most people just think failure is perceived because you can spin it positively. Even your success is perceived because again, uh -huh. if we are this energetic form or this energetic formless thing, we uh -huh. got an animation that was us before we learned anything. So we're just energy right along with God. So everything is perceived, including your successes. So once you realize everything is an experience 
and that I'm ultimately the, to use that word again, orchestrator. I mean, I, I am, whether I consciously know it or not, it all serves me. My threat goes down, my fear goes down because often when we look back in our rearview mirror at some thing that broke our hearts or hurt us or set us back, we um, end up growing the most from it, whether it's that yeah. termination from a job that you then get a better job after or something that's more aligned or whether it's a breakup where somebody asserted and ended something that you knew you were not really aligned in the first place. In fact, I have a chapter that says you were not dumped because <laughs> I, I love that chapter. Yes. Yes. Dumping yeah. doesn't even exist. So, so it's like, <laughs> you know, I, if, if everybody knew that everything is serving in any way, then the expectation drops. So imagine how much less conflict because of some failed thing that you wanted someone to be or do or not do because you're trying mm -hmm. to control what's external to you anyway. All of a sudden, the pressure on that is less. They're actually themselves. You're actually yourself. And either you guys are aligned or not. And if you're not, you're completely secure enough to love still, but choose to mm -hmm. not tear up because you're not aligned. I mean, everything right. just flows so much better. But instead... We latch on to relationships that are misaligned because we're afraid of looking like, you know, we're no longer with somebody or we're too old to still not have somebody or whatever. And then we, we go into relationships that are going to be plagued with issues because our condition is we haven't served ourselves. We've been bullying ourselves by following all these external binders and we're not following our own heart and like attracts like. So you draw the, the other person, same sex, opposite sex, whatever. You become mm -hmm. a partner with someone that's similarly that way. Yeah. And you're inadvertently expecting the other one to fulfill you and they haven't even uh, fulfilled themselves yet. It's impossible. So right. the point is you can't talk about journeying to your within and not go deeply into relationships, whether it's familial, friendships, yeah. romantic. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of music that we're not facing that the music is playing inside of us and we have the volume completely off. And you got to learn that. You need to learn how to hear that and acknowledge it and stop running from it. And then before you know it, the kind of relationships, friendships, romantic, et cetera, will come more naturally. Yeah. And one of the things that I've discovered over the years is um, sometimes when you come from that place, you're like, I've become more discerning about what's good for me and what's not. And it's, and sometimes it means having to let go of friendships or marriage or whatever, but it's, it's really about navigating. It's the external navigation, but it's really a, an internal navigation to self. Yeah, completely. <laughs> completely. And what you just described is another small example of how we bully ourselves, where we've all had friendships that trigger us. And I don't mean challenge you as a difference to be yes. challenged to do better or to, or to expand in ways. That's one thing, but mm -hmm. When, when your vibration level is pulled down, what does that mean? Well, if you look at emotional vibration, uh, emotional vibration chart, you will see the lower vibration frequency. This is real science. It's not esoteric. Any, you know, this is like measure your body when you look at an image that brings you joy versus uh -huh. one that brings you guilt or shame. Your actual right. measured vibrational frequency corresponds. So if you look at, if, if a friendship or an associate brings you into lower vibrational emotions, full stop, it's not something that you should be regularly around. Right. It doesn't mean you judge the person. It means your current state yes. isn't aligned with it. And that can even happen with a positive person. Sure. So 
let's say you are extremely negative and you can't stand to be around this person that is super positive. Well, because you're not in an energy to consume or to absorb in a good way that positivity, it just chases you. It's okay to separate from that person if it makes you feel darker. I'm not going to get into how it's too bad that positivity makes you feel dark, but it's your place. Right. It's the space yeah. that you're in. So the point is, if you're cognizant of your vibration and you're honest about it, then you don't keep company. You don't stay in anything that brings you more lower vibe, darker, so to speak, as opposed to lighter. Dark is probably the wrong connotation. Heavier, lower vibe yes. versus lighter That's vibe right. in terms of weight. Um, right. You got to make that adjustment. So when you say, um, or when I mentioned how you alluded to bully, I talked about how that's bullying ourselves because we won't exit. Right. So the bullying is because we say to ourselves, it'll hurt them or uh, but they're friends with so-and-so. We have all these mind-based reasons, right? But remember, yeah. this is more powerful. Your essence, your real aura is before you were born. How do we know this? We just talked about how a person, sure. regardless of their external, can be totally different. So, Steve Jobs talked about the same thing, intuition. It's the inside. The inside is more important than the outside. So if you find yourself more worried about repercussions externally than the repercussion of being misaligned and feeling this nag internally, you're destined to keep on having you know, internal conflict, be yeah. unhappy, unfulfilled. You've got to learn how to become more aligned within. And that, like you said, that includes having the courage to say, it doesn't mean I don't love the person. It doesn't right. mean I'm condemning the person. It means we're not in alignment. So I don't have to be consuming that particular energy if it's an energy that manifests itself to me as negative energy or as a low vibe energy. So I'm gonna love myself by saying, yeah, but no. And that's, that's what we should be doing. So when we don't do that, Christine, we are bullying ourselves. We're the only ones that keep ourselves in these states yeah. of disalignment, jobs, relationships, all the above. And one of the things that I've realized it was through the context of leaving a long-term marriage was that um, when I was busy, like, you know, the, the blame and shame game or the friction focusing on the external, then um, it kept me stuck. But when I was finally able to just completely focus on the internal and in loving myself, also love him for the learning and the experience, it it allowed things it to break you. you. Yes. 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 And it's, um, it was such a great learning experience for me sort of shifting in that way. Um, and it's, uh, so I think that we're loving each other when we do what's right for ourselves. Too. Yeah. And that's when the flow starts. So to your point, when we're stuck, we are only stuck by ourselves. And the reason we're stuck is because we continue to keep trying to obey this yeah. And you've hit a point where your life is trying to prove to you that this doesn't run the show. So if yeah. you keep being in the box of, I have to, but I can't, I just, da, 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 and you right. haven't accepted that there is a way you just have to trust this and watch how it flows, how it plays out for you. That's another thing that was mentioned ironically in that same commencement speech by Steve Drop. I mentioned this because I've never seen it. And I'm, I'm not a big fan. I've never read books of his. I'm like, he's just, he's just, he's uh -huh. just the business icon or whatever. And for some reason, I happen to click on it. I don't know why. And I'm like, the dude just in so many ways encapsulated the theme of my book. And he's 
proof of it in all kinds of other ways. And his story, his personal story, proof of all things we're talking about, your proof of it, right? We all, many of us have experienced things that unequivocally prove this runs the show. And yeah. all your stuckness is because you're still trying to force <laughs> this to run to show the show. <laughs> now, many people do run the show by this and they're doing whatever. And, and they don't think they're stuck. They're, they're fine in their space of being all in the mind. And there's nothing right. wrong. There is no wrong. It's their choice. But when you end up stuck, that is your soul's way of saying, done. The mind's ownership of this process is over. Either you stay mm -hmm. stuck or you realize this, is gonna, this runs a show from here on out. And so when you start to listen, like you just said, things start to flow. Yeah. And... Yeah, things can unfold in amazing ways and that the trust factor is the sort of thing that I found that the more I've let go to the more I have evidence that trusting works, you know, and I think that, but we, we all have moments where we have a hard time trusting. Um, we're, we're just about out of time in less than a minute. Do you have a final message to our listeners? Wow, I think we covered so much, Christine. I mean, I guess the main thing is you know there's more to you than what you think you are and what others have perceived you to be because that mm -hmm. is the story that that's been curated since your birth so that mm -hmm. is 30 years old 25 years old 62 years old that mm -hmm. part of you is finite it had a beginning it had an end but i know you know there's a part of you that is not quite so black and white so to speak yeah. i should actually shouldn't say that given the state of the world right no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> go ahead say it we'll, we'll a, be radical <laughs> I know, I'm that's a whole other topic we could certainly get into that oh, in conversation. Yes. but these are all just the illusion of you being this this finite thing including your career so follow the intuition that you are more than that because you are and that's not like self-boosting hyping stuff is just right. it's just the truth and, and the more you start to trust that your journey is with purpose, is has it has a design, so much has served you, the process of consciously connecting the dots in the rearview mirror will do wonders for you. And that's part of what the book does, Journey to Your Within. It's not a bio, it's not a memoir. That part helps. And then looking forward, realizing it all serves you, helps you be in the natural flow and stop mind forcing. And you'll find your frustration drops, conflict internally drops, conflict and fear from external events drop. You're less yeah. worried about which way the election goes. You're less worried about all right. kinds of things that scare a lot of people. That's that's what I'd say. <laughs> Aaron, it's fabulous. Unboundedbook.com if, if you want to um, get his book and see, see what he has to offer. Aaron, thank you so much for being here today and, and for doing folks, what you do. Definitely, if you go to the website, folks into your email because this webinar at the end of the month is going to be incredible. And that's the only way you'll get notified of it. So into your email. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.